Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and I'm the author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers everywhere and of course at Amazon. And as you might have guessed, I'm the host of this podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Kate from Your Courageous Life coming at you today with a little piece on the hunger for more. You ever been that person? You're hungry for more. You want more. And how do you treat yourself when you're hungry for more? In fact, when I'm training coaches in the Courageous Living Coach Certification, you can learn more about that program at teamclcc.com, it's really common for a question to come up from one of the coaches in training. They'll say, if I want to help my clients to love and accept themselves just as they are, how am I also helping them to change their lives? Isn't that counter to loving and accepting yourself as you are if you're also trying to change your life? Good question, right? Contemplate that for a moment. I, some of us have never thought about that. I think of this question every year a lot around New Year's in particular, as one half of the internet exhorts us all to hashtag hustle and hashtag new year, new you, and hashtag goals, 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 while the other half of the internet positions itself as far too cool to uh, make New Year's resolutions, right? <laughs> So therein lies the quandary, it seems. There's this idea that we often take on that if you aren't hungry for more, you might be settling for too little. But if you're hustling for more, you're probably exhausting yourself with hungry ghosts. And either way, everyone is hungry. So hunger. Now that's a fun metaphor to play with. When our coaches in training ask me this question, about self-acceptance seemingly poised in opposition to having a life where you hunger for more, how we treat what we hunger for ends up being the perfect explanation. Let's actually talk about literal hunger. If you are hungry, literally hungry, as in you want to put food into your mouth, there's nothing wrong with being hungry. The state of being hungry isn't an actual problem nor is wanting to feed yourself if you're hungry. What is a problem or can become one is what we do to ourselves or to others in order to be fed. If you are literally hungry and you have a fear that there will not be enough food and that makes you insatiable to the point of gorging and binging on every scrap of food you come across, you probably aren't going to feel good. Or if you're literally hungry, but you are convinced that you don't deserve food because something's wrong with your body, you probably aren't going to feel good. If you are hungry and live in a society that makes it harder for you to get the food that you need than for others to get the food they have, this also won't feel good. 
the hunger, the desiring, the cessation of hunger isn't wrong or bad. You can actually love and accept yourself as someone who will have hungers, desires, cravings. You're not wrong for fulfilling those cravings. So when Courageous Living Coach Certification trainees ask, well, if I want to help my clients love and accept themselves as they are, but I'm also helping them to change their life, are the two contrary? I go, to be hungry for more is not contrary to loving and accepting your life. We can accept that literally, physically, you will hunger and you will desire fulfillment of that hunger. And that is part of being a human. Having dreams and a hunger for the fulfillment of those dreams, I believe is also part of being human. In the same way that literal hunger and fulfillment of literal cravings isn't wrong or bad, neither is the hunger for more that many of us have around changing our lives for the better. I mean, hey, if something in your life doesn't feel good, it's pretty natural to go, I'd like to look at what that could be about and see if I can shift it. Why not? Now, true, some of us, whether dictated by karma or cosmos, do seem to have a hunger for more in this lifetime than even other people do. And I don't even know that I think that that's a bad thing. I take something of the view that we're all just stardust walking around in meat suits. (laughs) And it, it makes sense that we're each taking a different trip here. Some people just see and expand and have a vision for something and then that gets them going well what else and they get curious about what else and they get curious about what else and some people have a vision and then they're good with that for a while and then they have another vision of what could be possible and it's different and it doesn't necessarily mean one is bad and the other is good and for some too the hungers are going to be different and the literal tastes that each of us prefer when we eat could be compared here to the metaphorical hunger. For some, the hunger, a very right and justified hunger, will be the things that are flashier, like like traveling the world, like getting a book deal. And for others, the hunger, a right and justified hunger, will be the things that are more ordinary, not because they aren't extraordinary, but just because many, many people have these things. A life with good books, a home with children. By the way, clearly I'm, either way, I'm revealing my bias that a well-lived life is going to involve books, right? (laughs) There's going to be books either way. There's always going to be books. And I've been laughing a lot at the meme that's been going around where Marie Kondo says, ideally, you should only have 30 books. And the, the text under it says, like, so like 30 books on your nightstand table, 30 on your shelf, like, because you, you just can't comprehend a life with only 30 books. I definitely fall into that camp. I will con Marie many things in my house, but I will not do it to my books. So anyway, back to this idea of it's not about you're bad if you're hungry for more. It's more about how do you treat yourself? How do you treat others? How do you treat the planet when you're hungry? That matters in this equation. So what we do to ourselves, what we do to others, what we do to the planet when we are hungry, how we speak to ourselves, 
how we treat ourselves on the way to fulfill our hungers, how we use or waste resources, how we deny or allow access to those same resources for other people. That's where either health or dysfunction can enter the picture. The hunger for more isn't wrong. A hunger for more isn't what makes a person selfish. It's how they go about fulfilling that hunger that may or may not be selfish. And a huge clue about which one it is, selfishness will not feel good. (laughs) Not in that deeply nourished, well-fed kind of way that endeavors of the soul can really feed us. And by the way, something I've noticed after spending a lot of time on the phone holding space for clients many, many years, it never fails to amaze me how typically the people who are most worried that maybe something they desire could be selfish are the people who are most conscious of trying not to impose on others or have a negative impact on others who are being the most conscious and awake. It's usually when someone's barreling through and I've been a barreler through her before. I've, I've sometimes not thought clearly about something I wanted. We all have. But it's usually those times when someone is just barreling through and not thinking at all about the possibility that they could be selfish. Not thinking at all about the possibility that they could be having an impact on others. That selfish behavior is occurring. And in such cases, that's when we got to go, okay, I got to be gentle with myself here. Pause, breathe, make amends, reset, correct. Here's what I say. If you notice that you are someone who has had a hunger for more, but you're like, I don't want to want too much. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to. I say, lean in to your hunger for more. (laughs) Lean in. Really, the people who have a desire to lean into what they are hungry for, but who hold themselves back for fear that they're wanting too much or it isn't possible. Really, those are the ones who are already demonstrating that they have a healthy ability to bring presence to the process. They just get stuck around holding themselves back. So allow yourself to hunger for more, to lean into what you're actually craving and satisfy those cravings with the food of life that will leave you most sated, most full. And if you'd like to take a first step in that direction right now, what I would encourage you to do is grab a piece of paper. When you get a chance, of course, if you're driving, don't do it right now. But grab a piece of paper. At the top of the piece of paper, write down my very favorite question, which is, if I could have it any way that I want it, how would I want it? And start writing down your answers. And don't try to be realistic. Being realistic reins you in. Going as big as you can possibly dream starts to like align the constellations for it to happen. Starts to get you thinking outside the box about what else might be possible. And that truly is a way of nourishing yourself even before you see the manifestations of your hunger arrive. So here is to you, a toast of sorts. Here is to you and to your hunger and to the fulfillment of your hunger and all the good that it will actually create. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, it is just such a joy and a delight to create this and to hear how it lands for you. And here is to you fulfilling your hungers and carrying this with you for the rest of your day, looking for those opportunities to truly nourish yourself in every possible way.